Hello and welcome to the Ageless Wisdom Mystery School from Los Angeles, California. It's your host, Michael Benner. And gosh, seems like it's been a while. Actually, I think it has been. I really need to begin by thanking you for your patience and understanding in the delays between these podcasts and the premium audio training for those who are enrolled. I've been swamped with my book, Fearless Intelligence, and putting a lot of time into it. And it's not an excuse, but it is a reason. And eventually, we're going to wrap this thing up in the next few months, I think, hopefully by the end of the year, as we roll into 2015, we'll have a publisher and be ready to go with Fearless Intelligence, or perhaps I'll self-publish it. I've made arrangements to do that as well, so we'll see how it goes. I want to negotiate. Publishing is not all that it used to be, and often publishers take such a big piece of the pie that self-publishing may be the way to go. And if you're an aspiring author, nonfiction or fiction, You should know that, so I'm sharing it with you. So we'll let you know how that unfolds. And uh, in the meantime, let's get back to business here with our Mystery School podcast. And I'd like to repeat a program that we did last, oh, a little over two years ago. And the first time we did it was two years before that. So maybe every two years we'll repeat The FLY program. What's the FLY program? Well, F-L-Y stands for Feeling Like Yourself. And it's a six-session training, so today will be part one. You'll get a real nice taste of it if you're listening to the free podcast. And those of you who have registered or will be registering for the premium audio, you'll get a nice full exposure to each one of these six lessons in self-discovery and personal development. It begins with self-love. That's our topic for the day today. Our second program in the FLY training will be about healing childhood hurt. It's amazing how much of what we feel as negative feelings in our daily life and affairs is triggered by something current but actually The substance of it goes back to childhood, something that never did get healed or understood. So part two, we'll talk about healing childhood hurt. Then in the third of the six-part FLY program, we'll talk about the language of feelings. How do you interpret the meaning of a present emotional affect? What's it about? Why do I feel the way I feel right now, even if it's not triggering something from childhood, or especially if it's not triggering something from childhood. Number four is problem solving, and five is decision making. You'll come to understand a few weeks from now that there's really only two kinds of problems. Either you know what you want, but you're not sure how to get it, or how to get there or make it happen, Or the second kind of problem, you know, I guess I really don't know what I want. We'll also talk about what to do if you fall somewhere in the middle. Like, well, I sort of know what I want, but how do I know if that's sufficient to move ahead as if I do? 
or should I fall back to I really have no idea what I want? We'll talk about that in lessons four and five. And then in number six, fly number six, we'll talk about accelerated learning, about overcoming performance anxiety for tests and how to study and how to read faster and some really cool memory techniques as well. So that's the package beginning with self-love today and then five more fly programs after this. I think you really like it. They will be condensed, especially for you podcast people, but you can always enroll in the premium training. And if you'd like to follow up with personal sessions. I'm still doing phone and Skype sessions for people all around the world. And if you're in the greater Los Angeles area or Southern California, we can arrange to do one-on-one private sessions. Normally I do 90-minute sessions and the FLY program would be six 90-minute sessions, either face-to-face privately or over the telephone, or we can do Skype too if you want. Okay, that's the package, six sessions, and it's pretty powerful. I've been doing this for 35 years, and it's proven. Hundreds and hundreds of women and men have benefited from taking the fly training. So let's talk about self-love. Why do we begin with self-love, and what is self-love? Gosh, many people say, well, I don't want to be that arrogant. I (laughs) I really, I don't know about self-love, won't. Won't I end up being all pompous and arrogant and conceited, full of myself, and then nobody's going to like me? I think I should play small or maybe genuinely be humble. Well, the amazing thing about understanding the truth of who you are is that as you evolve and love yourself more, you do become more humble. The separated self, the so-called persona or ego, or egoic nature, falls away as you understand the truth of who you are. And humility is a virtue that is developed naturally and normally as you understand yourself better. Secondly, I need to emphasize that self-love is, again, not loving your ego. It's loving yourself as a spiritual expression of the one life. It's loving what's best about you. It's loving the parts of you that you really have nothing to do with bringing into this life. What you do with what you've been given is another question, but here you are. So that's evidence that you want to do something real special in the area of discovering and developing your uniqueness. And part of the paradox of the human potential movement and personal development, is that each and every one of us are both unique individuals, not just diverse, but one of a kind, and reflections of the one life. As the locals in Hawaii taught me, all from the same rainbow. And that's a mystical view, often called panentheism, that We are expressions of a single life. Religious people call it God. Others have different terms for it. Whatever you believe to be the creator or the source of all life, that higher power, 
If you don't want to use the word God, I understand many people think that that's a reference to an anthropomorphized or personified being, a super guy on a cloud someplace. And while a number of people believe in that literally, many others think of it as idolatry. Even the Apostle Paul explains in Acts that God is that in which we live and move and have our being, as if the cosmos is imbued by a life force, awareness, consciousness, divine love, if you will, like a magnetic force field, like a great radio or TV signal, and our awareness, our compassion, our spiritual love is part of this field of consciousness or awareness that interpenetrates, permeates, imbues all things, connects everything to everything else. So whatever your particular belief system, self-love is your relationship with divinity. That's a real important concept to understand. Well, how do we develop self-love? I have a pretty good hunch that if I told you to sit in front of a mirror, look at the image reflected in that mirror every day for 10 minutes saying, I love you, I love you, you're so cool, you're so far out, you have so much potential, you're such a wonderful person, I really, really love you. That not only would that feel silly, but you wouldn't do it, (laughs) at least not for very long. Because it's confusing, it's contradictory. And like I said before, self-love is not about loving that separated self that you see reflected in the mirror. So how do we get to the spiritual self, the indwelling soul, so to speak? How do we address that? Well, I'd like to give you a little example in the few minutes we have here. Let's take six or eight minutes and walk through an exercise that you can then repeat and develop. And we'll talk more about this for those of you who have registered or will be registering for the extended premium training. But I want everybody to have a little taste of how to do this. So get in a comfortable position. Laying down is okay, but you're likely to fall asleep. That's what the brain thinks is going to happen when you lay down. So sitting up is a much better idea. But you can sit back in the chair. You can lean back if you want. It doesn't need to be a rigid yoga position. In fact, rigid would be incorrect in any case. You want to think of yourself as balanced, whether you're leaning back against the chair and allowing the chair to support you or not. You want to think of yourself as vertical and balanced rather than rigid. That suggests some sort of tension. And we want to begin by closing our eyes. And as you take a few slow, deep breaths, each time you exhale, create and sense a letting go feeling, a release of muscular tension. And I'd like to suggest you think about butter softening on a warm day. As you create and sense, each time you exhale a slow, deep breath, 
a feeling of softening like butter on a warm day. Allow your breathing then to find a natural rhythm. Just let your body breathe itself all by itself and create and sense a similar feeling of releasing emotional anxiety, nervousness, stress, and tension. Imagine your emotions becoming calm and tranquil, undisturbed, like the surface of a pond when it's as smooth as glass. Physically softening, like butter on a warm day. Emotionally becoming calm and undisturbed, like the surface of a pool of water when it's as smooth as glass. And then release your thoughts by placing your attention gently, consciously and deliberately on the bottom of your nose. At the point where you sense your breathing, natural, normal, so-called involuntary breathing, allowing your body to breathe itself, as if you were a little spark of awareness on that ridge line of cartilage between the nostrils. And just watch your body breathing itself at the very point where oxygen, where air enters and leaves the body. And when you find yourself occasionally distracted by thoughts or by some external noise or sound, as soon as you're aware you've been distracted, let it go without frustration or any struggle and just bring your awareness back gently, effortlessly to the bottom of your nose and watch yourself breathing. After a minute or two of this, I want you to visualize in your mind's eye a beautiful place of perfect peace, a garden or a paradise, the most beautiful place you can imagine. And see yourself sitting there, perhaps by a little pool of water or a mountain stream spilling down the hillside. Listen as you allow my voice to go with you to the sound of birds singing and the wind in the trees. And feel that peaceful relaxation as if time stands still and everything in your life is perfectly fine. And looking out into the distance, towards the horizon, imagine coming toward you an individual who at first is too far away to see clearly. But as they slowly come closer, and then a little closer, you see that this is a young child, maybe four years old. And as this little child grows closer still, there's a point where you realize this is you as a four-year-old. 
And at that point, the child recognizes you as the adult they've become. And they run to you and jump into your arms. And without moving at all, you can easily imagine yourself embracing yourself as a child of four years old. The imagination is so wonderful, you can even think of yourself as standing outside the two of you in your mind's eye, seeing the adult you've become, embracing gently and firmly yourself as a child of four years old. But you can also feel within your body how it feels to hug that child, as well as to be the four-year-old in the embrace of an adult who is you, all grown up. It's easy to imagine such a thing. Then release your embrace, and looking at yourself as a four-year-old, you imagine internally and silently expressing a sense of apology, of contrition for forgetting all about yourself as a child about forgetting when you put down the toys and you explain to the little child that you were in a hurry to grow up, everybody is, and you wanted to be a teenager and then an adult and get your driver's license and go out into the world and be all grown up and you sort of forgot about what it was like to be a little kid and how much fun it was to be four and to laugh and play and giggle and even be happy for no reason at all. You imagine expressing to yourself as a child that you'd like that back, that feeling, and you invite your child to live in your heart as a way of loving yourself, a four-year-old that lives within you as one of the most lovable parts of you that ever could be. And you'll never forget about them again. And they don't have to grow up because you're going to handle that part. They get to stay young and happy for no reason. And even silly and joyous in your heart forevermore. You ask them if they want to join you there, and of course they do, and you embrace them again, and this time imagine drawing them slowly right into your heart and feel the gentle warmth and the joy of that child coming into your heart and filling not only your heart but the other parts within you that sometimes feel empty. Feel that Love that warmth radiating into all those empty places within you. Feeling filled and full and fulfilled and warm and radiant. Imagine yourself, adult and child as one, getting into the basket of a hot air balloon as I count slowly to five. And in a minute, when we finally reach the number five, at that time, I'll ask you to open your eyes, wide awake and alert, with a full memory and a profoundly deep understanding 
of the value of what we're doing. And as I count one, the balloon ever so slowly begins to float upward, this beautiful hot air balloon, two drifting ever so gently upward. You can feel yourself floating up toward the waking state. Three, slowly higher above the treetops. Your horizons expand as you continue gently to float toward the waking state. Four, you feel the chair or the furniture, the cushion you're sitting on now, the floor beneath your feet. And five, his eyes open, wide awake, back in the room, feeling fine with a full memory of this exercise. An exercise you can repeat on a daily basis just by taking 10 or 15 minutes, 20 minutes or longer if you wish, as few as three or four minutes if it's a busy day. And go to that place of perfect peace where yourself as a child will be waiting for you and playing. And you play. You ride bikes. You run and jump in the fields. You pick flowers. You climb trees. You go for a walk. You swim in the lake. You say, what lake? Well, you invent one. It's your imagination. And finish every play session by saying to the child, I love you so very, very much, and I am so proud to be the adult that you've grown to be. I love you so very, very much, and I am proud to be the adult you've become. That's the exercise for self-love from the first of the six FLY programs. Now, if you're enrolled in the premium training, stay tuned. I have more to say about this. But podcast people, we're going to let you go at this point. Thank you very much for being here. And again, thank you very much for your patience and understanding as I work on the book. We'll do these programs more often in a couple of months when we get the book wrapped up. Be gentle, love life, and take care of each other. We'll talk to you again soon. This is Michael Benner. So long from L.A.